Do you believe it's possible to communicate with the other side of life? Have you ever had a spiritual experience that you couldn't explain, but it changed your perception of reality forever? Are you the kind of person who has asked questions but failed to get the answers from mainstream religions and philosophies? If you are, you're not alone. And in this podcast, we will endeavor to answer some of those questions from a very misunderstood and overlooked source. This is the journey into spiritualism. Blessings one and all, and welcome to Journey into Spiritualism. I'm Paul James Caden, and in today's show, I want to talk about something that I really feel is important for all of us to think about in our lives right now. And in this particular period of time that we're living in on planet Earth, because things are not well with many people, things are not well on the global scene. And you and I do not need to be a part of that chaos. We may enter into all of that disruption thinking that we're going to make a difference or that we're speaking for the right. But in the end, all we really accomplish in doing is taking on the energy and attitudes of other people, those around us who say they're there for the right reasons, but in reality, they're angry, they're vengeful, they're wishing harm, death, and annihilation on other people who either aren't the same color as they are or who don't agree with their ideals. And in doing this, we only succeed in doing, I believe, mental, psychological, and even spiritual damage to ourselves. You know, Jesus said, be in the world, but not of it. We can try to change what we're seeing. We can be a light. We can be a positive influence. But when we enter into the narrative that other people are entering into, when we start taking on their attitudes and mimicking what they say and what they do and what they're telling us is right, well, then we're following the ego or we're being hypnotized by someone else's ego and we're not making good decisions. At the recording of this podcast, it is Sunday, July 19th, 2020. And today I launched another podcast that I'm wanting to put out about once a week, hopefully on Sunday. And it's called The Angels of Urantia. And basically this podcast talks about spirituality largely based on the Urantia book but also other spiritual texts. If you don't know what the Arantia book is, it's explained briefly in that particular podcast. I will leave a link below if you want to go and listen to that. Uh, 
Uh, again, it's a once a week show. But the reason I bring that show up is because I shared a message there that I want to share in this podcast as well, but a little bit maybe of a different take on it. And I don't want to be repetitive. I don't want to be redundant. But I think this is so important to think about right now in this day and age. And what inspired me to talk about this message was over this weekend, the weekend of July 18th, 2020, I had the opportunity to speak and, you know, message with some people on social media that I haven't seen in a very long time. Uh, a couple of them were people I went to school with. Uh, most of them uh, were former teachers of mine, first grade, third grade, fifth, you know, very uh, low uh, beginning grades of school. And I haven't seen any of these folks in years. I mean, there's some of them I ran into in the supermarket, probably in the mid or latter 90s when I was in my mid to latter 30s. And, you know, these people, particularly the uh, the teachers, I, I wasn't the kind of person who really enjoyed school. I had a lot of issues going to school uh, with teachers and students, but there was this small group of teachers that I had in my uh, trying years of going to school that were just really good people. You know, all of the kids that were in their class, they treated like their own. It didn't matter if you were black or white, rich or poor, well-dressed, badly dressed, smart, not so smart. They treated everyone with compassion and tenderness and smiles. Very wonderful with the kids. And when I ran into these people in later years in the mid-latter 90s, uh, you know, ran into them out in the supermarket shopping, and, uh, you know, I would strike up conversation. Oh, hey, there's, you know, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so. And they were still very nice people. As I shared in the other podcast, how they were telling me their aspirations. You know, there were uh, one of them wanted to start writing children's books and teach children through stories and creativity. You know, just all kind of nice things and ideas that these people had. And there was still that warmth that just radiated from them that you walked away saying, you know, of all the trying years of school, I'm, I'm glad I had those people as my teachers because they made it that much more bearable and they were an inspiration to me to treat others well. Don't make anybody feel like an outcast. But the sad thing is, talking to some of these people, looking at their profiles on social media, I saw how different all of them now were. They were angry. They were posting things on social media that were 
lewd and crude, a lot of cursing and swearing, making fun of, uh, you know, the lower anatomy of certain people that didn't hold their particular political or religious views. And I was shocked and I was saddened. And the one thing that they all said, if I scrolled down their, their social media profiles, every single one of them said at one point the same thing. I'm glad I'm not young and stupid or young and naive anymore. I'm glad I'm older and I see things for what they are and I woke up. And you see, folks, this is where a big problem is coming in in our world right now. Because there's a lot of people, a lot of good people, who use terminology like, I'm enlightened, I'm awake, I'm not asleep anymore, I'm not ignorant anymore. But do their words and their actions measure up to someone who would be enlightened or awake? Do they act and speak and treat others like Buddha or Jesus? Or do we see a lot of ego and stubbornness and blame and hatred and inflammatory words? You know, these things are not of love and they're not of God. And I spoke in my other podcast about how the Urantia book speaks about every human being, their personality comes from God, and each and every person is given a divine seed or a divine spark, a piece of God within them. And it's their choice to nurture that spark, to grow and mature their soul, and their personality will actually bond with that divine spark, and it becomes their soul. And when they die, they go to the next dimensions of life, and they make their journey back toward God as they learn and grow and purify and become more holy. But if one denies that divine spark and does what is evil, does what is wrong, hurting others, being selfish, never listening to that still small voice within, which is the divine spark, the spirit of God, always giving us guidance, always giving us inner guidance, intuitions. If we continually ignore that, our personality will not bond with that divine spark. And when we die, the personality dies with us. And that divine spark returns to God. Now, in many ways, what the Arantia book teaches and talks about is very much like that of spiritualism, that we're born, we have this soul to grow, to nurture, to make more holy, more pure, more light, and if we learn our lessons and we're diligent about this, 
we progress to the next dimensions of life and we make our journey back toward God. If we don't, spiritualism teaches that we either reincarnate in this world until we learn the lessons and get things right, or the soul goes to a lower spiritual dimension where it must learn, but there is uh, more suffering involved, and that would be emotional and mental suffering, not physical torture. So the idea that they talk about uh, in spiritualism and in the Arantia book are very close, uh, only the Arantia book uh, does not believe or teach reincarnation. You either grow your soul and go to the next dimensions where you continue your journey, or you return to the dust of the earth and you are no more. And that is your choice, what you do with the divine seed that is within you. But, you know, all of this really made me think. Because I'm, I'm a spiritualist, but I've always been a bit on the fence with reincarnation. Some spiritualists believe in wholeheartedly reincarnation. Others don't. Others, like myself, are undecided. I've met spiritualists of all uh, walks of life who <laughs> fit into all three of those categories. Uh, I'm more on the fence with it. Um, I guess I'll know when we cross over to the other side what happens then. But I, I've always been, and I mentioned in my other show that this was a thought I had years and years ago when I was in my late teens, early 20s. And I remember telling a friend of mine about this saying, maybe when we're born into this world, uh, we get this little piece of God in us and it's up to us to grow it and nurture it and it turns into our soul. And if we do, you know, everything, well, not everything, right? But if we try our best, we're good people. We live by love. Uh, the soul matures and it goes to heaven when we die, but if we deny it, we just cease to exist when we die. And I never heard anybody talk about that uh, until I read the Urantia book, you know, uh, three, four years ago, and I was quite amazed to see this concept uh, that I just thought of out of the clear blue sky uh, there, you know, in this book. But it makes me think, nonetheless, whether whether we're looking to purify the soul and the mind and have soul survival, as the Arantia book calls it, or whether there's reincarnation or whatever happens, the message is the same. We're here to learn certain lessons. We're here to become more mature souls, to be ready to make our journey back toward God, and we learn and we grow as we go. But we have free will, and God is not going to infringe upon that free will. We can choose to say, I want to do what is right. I want to be in the world, but not of the world. I want to store up my treasure in heaven, where rust does not destroy, thief does not break in and steal. Or we can say, this is my heaven. This is my paradise. This is all I know. This is all there is. And I'm going to go all out to have everything as much my way as I can possibly get it. 
And that is, I believe, being corrupted by the world. And Spiritualism and the Arantia book both have this idea that you can deny your own soul. You can deny those inclinations of God in your life. You can deny those inclinations that the angels bring to you in your life. But when you do this, your soul, your spirit will suffer, it will starve, it will wither. And the more it withers, the more detached you come from the spiritual realm. And you become like an animal, just going through the earth, looking to have your own needs and lusts fulfilled. You don't care who you have to attack. You don't care who you have to hurt. You lack empathy and compassion. Because if we're not in touch with our own soul, where God dwells, then we're out of touch with God. Then we're out of touch with heaven. We're out of touch with the spirit realm, where all of these things originate. Let's remember, God is love. And when we love, as many say, we love with the love of God. And so if we're detached from the universal source of love, then love is not in us. And if we lack empathy and compassion and kindness, then we become mere beasts in the earth looking to have our own way. And look how many are acting right now. They want their way. They don't care what anyone else thinks. They don't care what anyone else wants. They don't even want to hear the other side of the story. I'm right. You're wrong. That settles it. You're stupid and you're the enemy because you're wrong. And look at the division this has caused. Look at the people like my teachers who got involved in this kind of mindset somewhere during their earthly journey in this world, and it changed them. I didn't even recognize who these people were anymore. I couldn't find the light. I couldn't find the warmth because they did just what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast they stepped out into the world thinking they were going to stand for something right but all they ended up accomplishing was taking on the personality traits the rhetoric the anger the division of the people around them who told them this is right and this is what being awake and enlightened really is. And now they look back on their former selves and say, oh, I was just naive. I was stupid. All along the world was this horrible place and there were people that I should have hated and been against and been making fun of and cursing and swearing over but i was too ignorant to even see it oh i thought they were my friends i thought everybody was deserving of kindness but they're not 
and this corrupted these people. It made, it got them out of touch with their soul. And when I say corrupted, that's what I mean. Turning their back on their own conscience, turning their back on their own divine leadings in their life. And the soul begins to wither. The soul begins to starve. And ladies and gentlemen, how wrong do we have it in this world? And I'd like to say, well, it's just the Western countries, but it's not. It's all over the place. People join religions and they think if they say a magical prayer and go to a church or a mosque or a temple twice a week, three times a week, five times a week, whatever is required of them, that they're okay. But the minute they walk out of that place, they still hate. They're still divided. They're still angry. They still put more passion and heart and effort and energy into things like sports and politics and conspiracy theories than they, than they do their relationship and connection with God. And then they start to make God in their own image. Of course I'm acting like God because God believes what I believe, and it's taught in the Bible. And they'll give you random verses of how how they believe and what they're doing and the magic prayer and going to church or temple or mosque once a week. How this is all that's required of them. They believe and that's enough. But yet there's dozens of other verses that will sink that ship if we really had eyes to see and ears to hear. As I said in my other show, think of the words of Jesus when he said, what is it worth if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? What did he mean by lose your soul? In the Arantia book, it would mean you've lost it. The divine seed that was in you that would have been became your soul and you know, been bound to your personality, becoming this new spiritual being like the angels, becoming divine, making its way toward God. You lost it because you paid it no mind. You didn't commune with it. You didn't listen to its inner leadings. And you just went with the ways of the world and you starved the spirit out. And when you laid your head down for this final time in this world and death visits you, you simply are no more. And that's a heavy thing to think about. In spiritualism, it's taught that one can lose their soul by being demoted to the very lowest of spiritual realms, and someone could be there for a very long time. It doesn't have to be forever, but some may actually stay there forever in mental and emotional torment and suffering over the mistakes they made in this life, on this earth. But they'll never do the one thing they need to do 
to get out of that place and progress. They'll never turn around. They'll, they'll never shut down their pride and their ego enough to say, I was wrong. I see now what I did was wrong, and I repent. Repent just means turning around, going the other way. And some spiritualists say there, it's possible that there may be souls that will be in that outer darkness or those lower realms forever because they will never, never have the humility, the humbleness, or even the spark of love within them to be able to say, I was wrong and I'm sorry. They would rather hold a grudge against God and curse the light no matter how much they're suffering, so they can sit back in the end and say, I was right, and nobody, not even God, is going to tell me otherwise. How many of us are on that track? How many of us would recognize Jesus Christ if he came to this earth today? I would venture to say not many. Because there are people out there who think Jesus' personality and actions would be that of their favorite politician that's in office right now. And that's not putting down any political figure. That's just showing how much idolatry people have gotten into. And they wouldn't recognize the real Jesus if he stood right in front of them because they wouldn't recognize the love. To them, their Jesus, their God, is divisive and inflammatory and intolerant. He hates the sinner. He hates the person that disagrees with my gospel, my truth. And so they would probably crucify him all over again. Because they're, they're so out of touch with divine love in their own hearts, in their own souls. They can't re resonate with it. They won't recognize it. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is really something that's been weighing on me the last few days, thinking about this. And I hate to bring this up in a spiritual show, but you, you think about this whole wearing a mask during the pandemic thing. Oh, it's just a hoax. Oh, it's just a mask. Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's conspiracies. People are fighting over this. War of words. Throwing punches. Yelling and screaming at one another. Denying one another service. You can't come in my store if you wear a mask. You can't come in my store if you don't wear a mask. Everybody at one another's throat. The President of the United States just throwing gasoline on that fire. That's not love. That's not liberty. As I talked about in my other podcast... The Arantia book talks about liberty and says liberty can be perverted when we're turning away from God and just seeking our own benefit, my rights, my liberty, what I want. And I will oppress, I will persecute, I will hate anybody who gets in the way of 
my liberty, my rights. And this is a false liberty because real liberty is fraternal, it's for all, it's for the good of all. We want it for all. And just as an example, hey, this is not really the time and place to get into this, and I don't really want to get into this sort of thing on this show, but the virus is real, folks. People are dying. They're dying very horrible deaths. You hear a lot of people say, we have no scientific evidence that this thing is even real. We have no science that it's killing anybody. Hey, we do. Stop looking at the websites that only support what you want to believe. Be a critical thinker and look at both sides of the story. But if you believe that only this group is right and everybody else is wrong or part of the problem or the conspiracy or the enemy, then the battle's already lost. You'll never really know the truth. Because you'll only believe what you want to believe. You'll surround yourself with those teachers who tickle your itching ears with what you want to hear. But that's not liberty and that's not love. This thing is real. And until we can sort it out and figure out exactly what's going on, is there some bigger agenda attached to this thing? Hey, I've said it in my old show. I'll say it on this one. I know the government is a very shady group of people. And there are absolutely agendas on top of agendas with these people. And they don't have our best interest at heart. But that's all I'm going to say about that. Are they using this particular pandemic for their own ends? It could be. Is this something that somebody invented in a lab and, and put out there? Thinning out the herd, population control. Yes, there are people in governments all across the world that want this. The fewer, the better. The less people, the easier they are to control. This mentality still exists in some people because their souls are so little evolved and so starved. But ladies and gentlemen, I would say if we're going to have true liberty and love and take care of one another, is it such a bad idea to put a mask on our face when we're close to other people or going into the supermarket? Is it so bad to think maybe we don't have all this figured out and what if I do catch this thing or what if I catch it and give it to someone else? What if I cost someone their lives? Is it so bad to say better safe than sorry until we can figure this out and really know what's going on? Is there anything in the world wrong with that because I want to protect myself and you if you're in the same space that I'm in? It doesn't mean we lay down and play stupid. It doesn't mean we close our eyes to very obvious problems 
that are happening in the world and in our government and in the governments of the world. It doesn't mean we, make, we sit back and make believe that none of that is happening. It doesn't mean that we don't move forward to change things and have progress and equality for all. But that's just the thing. We have to do it for all and for the right reasons. It just can't be me about this is about me to heck with you. This is turning our back on the divine spirit within us because that's not what God would do. That's not what God would want. That's not what Christ would do. We have to start taking care of one another. We have to check up on our own behavior. We have to start getting away from the people that spread all of the fear and the mania. We have to stop letting them make us angry and twisted and closing our ears and our eyes and our emotions and our hearts to the other people around us. Because you know what? They have ideas too. They have thoughts too. They have theories too. They've done research too. It may not add up to what your research has added up to. Maybe they've come to a different conclusion, but they're not stupid. They're doing the best they can with what they have. They're trying to figure this out along with everybody else. But we have this false narrative that we've been given by the world. Oh, those stupid whites. Oh, those stupid blacks. Oh, those stupid liberals. Oh, those stupid Republicans. Oh, those stupid this and oh, those stupid that. Looking at one another like we're mere animals. Thinking other people are below us and beneath us. They're not. We're all spiritual beings. We're all on that journey back toward God. And how we treat one another is the most important thing. And if we're all going to be in this together, then we have to be in this together. We can't sit back and starve our souls anymore where we're becoming just walking animals, automatons running around spouting rhetoric at one another, attacking one another. We can say the words, God, Bible, Jesus, Allah, all we want. But when it just becomes words, when it just becomes part of that rhetoric, then we're so out of touch with what that higher reality really is and what it expects from us that it's almost heartbreaking to see. We have to stop giving all the power and authority and support to people that want to encourage this kind of behavior in us and in others. We are the human race. We are God's children. We are all souls on that journey. And it's like I heard in a TV show years ago where they said, we're, the, we're either in this together 
or we're going to die alone. And that's something to really think about. And what could be worse than dying alone and then realizing God's not there to catch us and lead us home. Not because he's mean, not because he is punishing us because we're so bad. No, God loves us all no matter what. But it is we that turned our backs on him. Mentally and spiritually in our own souls, by the way we live, we looked at God and said, no, I don't want you. I want to do whatever I want to do, but I expect you to come and pat me on the back and take me home where there's heaven and harps and angels when all is said and done because I believe the right thing and I could say Jesus, church, and Bible and hallelujah and amen and Allah and Jehovah or whatever I was taught to say. But folks, it doesn't work that way. How many times did Jesus compare the kingdom of heaven to a seed. You put a seed in the ground and you water it, you care for it, you nurture it, you keep the weeds from choking it out, and it grows into a full-grown plant. That's the kingdom of heaven. That's the soul of you and I. It's the seed. You can't just put it in the ground any old where and say, I did what I was supposed to do. I put the seed in the ground. Now it's on its own and I expect a bumper crop. Most of the time, the seed will just die if we do that. Just like the soul will wither and die. What is it worth if we gain the whole world and have everything we want our way Our side wins. Hooray for us. But what's it worth if we acquire all of that but lose our soul? That is something we really need to think about. And I hope you will. And I hope you'll share this podcast. I hope you'll share the other podcast. These are things we really need to ponder, and we need to get ourselves straight with one another and with God. Because this spiritual journey we're all on, this isn't a joke. This isn't something just to play with or give lip service to. This is where we go from here, all of eternity. And what happens to us based on what we do in this proving ground called planet Earth. And we need to let that sink in. Because right now, there's so many of us out of touch with that thought, out of touch with God, out of touch with our own souls. It's incredibly sad to see, and it's incredibly sad to see the good people who have turned into someone that I don't even know anymore. And that goes not only for the teachers that I I, I spoke with, 
but people in real time, in real life, in the here and now, or even friends I made on the internet who got caught up in all of this melee. Very gentle, soft-spoken, good people, just looking for a friend, somebody to talk about spiritual things with, and suddenly they get into all this disruption. And out of nowhere, attack and belittle the arrogance, the ego, and the whole time saying, can you believe how awake I am? Can you believe how enlightened I am? Unbelievable and unbelievably sad. We need to stop. I thank you for listening, and I really hope you will consider this message and share this podcast. This is something we all need to hear. Until next time, stay safe out there, everyone. Be good to one another. Get in touch with your own soul. Commune with God. Start getting back to what really matters. And I'll see you next time here on The Journey.